The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time romacraft tobacco the after show the after show the after after show the after show it's the after show everybody the show after the show and it's wednesday happy wednesday hump day everybody out there last week uh, I did somebody else's podcast. I know Ed Sullivan was kind enough to listen in. You didn't listen live, did you? I did not. That no. was that went on till after midnight. Yes, right? it did. It did. I did the Coop Show, and I did it with Jeff from Corona Cigar, Abe from Smoke In, two Florida retailers. I would say top retailers yeah. that are mm-hmm. out there, and it was an honor to be included in with those guys. You belong. Um, they asked lots of questions. Again, this went on for three and a half hours, um, <laughs> and pe- way past my bedtime. Uh, but if, you know, it was interesting to me. I don't know everybody else out well, there. Dave, thank God your battery was dying or you'd still be on that show. Everybody's battery was dying. <laughs> I was down to 10%, but everybody had to figure something out. Yeah. During the thing, oh, my battery's dying. I got to switch devices. I did not have a backup. I charged to 100% before I did it, knowing what was going to happen. Um, but I was down to. That's good. You want to limit it somewhere, you know? You did it through your phone or a yeah, laptop? Okay. Through the phone. I, I charged it to 100%, but it's video <laughs> and everything. So uh, three and a half hours. I know how long my battery life will go. <laughs> it's three and a half hours. Do you own a laptop? No. Okay. Huh. You should need to get one of those uh, circles on the back of your phone, like I have, yeah. and the magnetic charger. You get the the little portable one, and it'll give three you three and a half boost. hours is enough. <laughs> Anybody wants me for their podcast? We're gonna go three and a half hours maximum. That, yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for people to listen to this two hour show. We do an after show at least separate because if we added the after show to the show, now now we're pushing the boundaries. Right? It's we're gone too far. Um, so, um, you know, some of the talk was about what happened to us as retailers during the COVID thing. How do we get out of it? Blah, 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 blah. Um, nothing strange than what I expected um, of answers or questions and answers. But there was one question that I almost said, oh, my, how, di-, you know, I'm surprised you went there, which was, um, Question is, what brand is a now or never to succeed? Basically, name and names at that point. And I'm like, wow, this will be interesting where this goes. And I know right off the top of my head who it is. I think two people answered it together Mm -hmm. with the same answer out loud, which was Casada. And then I said, that's my answer. A hundred percent. Just to say... You know, something off the top of your head. Nobody yep. had time to think. That was just the answer. So now we have some time to think. 
we, we're going to do a 20-minute show, thereabouts, or whatever this is going to be. And I'm going to ask you guys to think about it. Uh, I came up with 10 other ones. Um, so, Well, the opposite of that is, and something that I noticed working the sales floor, the companies that are growing their own tobacco, they're vertically integrated. They, they, they manage everything. They, their play was to shut down selling tobacco off, slow down on making private labels, if not stop completely. So brand, brand owners got, got spanked. They got, they got a chance to tighten their belt because the, the storm, initial storm surge was a boom. Absolutely. And now we're going into the opposite of that. And they're, they, they made their money and I, hopefully they banked it. And now they've got to be able to survive the next little phase here, the little blip in the radar yes. where it dips. A- absolutely. It, it, this is not a negative thing to anybody's brand that's out there to say you don't make great cigars. Right. Maybe the problem was shortages. Maybe the, the pro- problem is you don't make cigars. Right. <laughs> um, in some cases. In some cases, because I have, I have three of my 10. Um, and Casada makes cigars. Well, mm-hmm. the flip side of this yeah. too is the brands that were legacy brands during the the national curbside pandemic that was going on. Those are the brands that saw the growth because those were the brands that people could remember. If you didn't spend your money on advertising and you bought yourself a boat or a nice car, you didn't have the brand recognition to be able to have someone pull up to a shop and say, "Go give me a box yeah. of." That, that was in store sales only. If you look at the online consumer, they were venturing out to try new things during the pandemic. We had people that moved off of lifelong love affairs with brands. Just to mix things up. Yeah, they've returned, but the mail order guy was diversifying what he was smoking. Well, I, I, I have a reason, I think, that why did all three of us end up picking Casada out of everybody? Because there are lots of other choices, and it's because there is attention on Casada right now because of Ferry Otego, right. um, Michael Herklotz, yeah. and all of a sudden it's... Oh, I remember that brand. Jeez, I haven't thought of that in years and years I, and years. Of- I hadn't thought of it until somebody yeah. mentioned it. Oh, and so now all eyes are on it, and you say, well, they, they've done, they, they used to be bigger, way bigger than they are today. So now we look at it. This is actually without looking at their books, by the way. Right. We have no idea what their sales are. Yeah. Maybe they're killing it. Who, who knows? It wouldn't surprise me if in 10 years or maybe even less, where Herc Lott's saying this week online that he's already in 400 stores. Yeah. Uh, if he makes a play to buy his own factory, buying Casada, because Manolo Casada has uh, health issues. Uh, both of his daughters really have nothing to do with the day-to-day operation. They lost Hostos, who ran the That's factory. That's what I see. I, I saw a, a video of Michael walking around the factory with the daughter. Right. They were home. One of them was going to school in Spain, and oh. then the other one's out of the cigar industry. Really? Okay. But they're probably home for the holidays, oh. and they have such a tight relationship with Michael. Uh, but there was press releases about one of them going to school in Spain. Oh, all right. All right. So, uh, listen, they, they, so we'll look, and I want the way your mind to think is they may have seen better days, and uh, they have the best chance to change it up, the, the, the companies we're going to talk about. Um, seems they're less asked for, seem they're less talked about, seem they're less relevant than in the past, certainly on social media, because uh, maybe you are at cigar bars and people are talking mm-hmm. about cigars. I'm not, but I'm in, in a cigar store, and, you know, somebody come up 
how many people are sitting in the cigar lounge and mentioning Casada cigars? The answer is nobody. Nobody. Um, how nobody. many people are walking in the store and saying, "Do you have the such and such Casada?" Nobody. No. So, you know that is the reasoning. Now it doesn't have to be nobody, but we're looking for things that are less. And maybe you know, it, as bad as this sounds, or some uh, somebody hears their own brand on here. Yeah. Little wake up call and say, okay, I got to turn this on because people aren't talking about our brand anymore or talking less about it than yeah. it used to be. Yeah, somebody used to be hot. Talk, everybody would always talk about it. Well, the other game is the the what's new game. So the the f- people that you have on there have a history of coming out with the new and exciting. Certainly every year, if not multiple times yeah. a year. And maybe and they didn't go to the trade show last year, and the year before there was no trade show. Ah, there's less of that. Yeah. Again, you're going to end up going into the legacy ones. You're going to be people are still coming in and they want Padron. They want Aganorsa products, Perdomo, Davidoff, Aladino, CLE and Asylum, Fuente, La Galera. CLE Asylum, I'm going to be controversial. They're on my list, make or break it. I had two factory break ins. Getting Asylum has been difficult. The PCA exclusive from Aroa really had no legs to it. Um, it, he's never reached what he reached in Camacho days, and I think he's well, at the point where I he mean, kind it's, of... It's only been needs, not even 10 years. Right, but it seems like over the last two years, I mean, I remember when I first came here, and Tom Lazuka, everybody was asking about Asylum. Asylum's well, lost a little bit of the market share. It's a bigger Everybody was asking ours. because nobody, he, they had no competition, and, right. now, was, and now they can't every, get product to the stores right now. Everybody was yeah. asking for Asylum back then because we didn't carry it. We had just started carrying We started carrying it right after we uh, acquired you, if you will, <laughs> like, like it was a bad trade. Yeah. Oh, wow. Future draft choices. All right, so uh, let, let me go through my list. Uh, I'll go through the, the first five anyway. Uh, warped. There was somebody you, you were gaga about. Yeah, he had a, a nice strong following, and he shot himself in the foot by going to direct consumer with this crazy plan for uh, cigars through his website, and it alienated a lot of people. And the people that jumped on board with that were disappointed what they were getting, and it hurt. It hurt the brand. And. Um Listen, the profit margin might be better than ever if they're direct to consumer. It, right? it might be, yeah. but less nobody's less people are asking for it. Correct. No, nobody's asking that, that I see. I remember um, th- that was the the hard. It was thing. a big deal. Um, and you, you mentioned Aganosa Leaf, which is the one that makes that cigar, right? Um, drinking coffee. Sorry about that. That is correct, and I think they've seen tremendous growth in the four years. And well, Terrence just had his anniversary. So of, did they take a little of the? Of the wind out of the sale of the people they make cigars for because they didn't really have Aganosa branded. It was branded with other names of the factory. And Terrence Riley, who he was with Casada, yeah. comes there and he's working social media and, and people know who he is and he's not with the, with the company. You could say there's part of that, but you could look at HVC. HVC has seen growth over the last four years as uh, well. Uh, um, so I there. think it's just marketing mistakes made by Warped. Okay. Okay. How about Viaje? There was the guy that made limited releases. That you get what you get. Yeah, and that's a business model that can't succeed. And now he's at the point where he's almost becoming, you know, English soccer league. Bottom four teams get relegated to a different league. He's in danger of being relegated, like going to relegation, like being kicked out of yeah, the club, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, we know what relegated means, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the. Uh, 
How about Mombacho? That was another one. Um, mm-hmm. no, we never carried it. We carried the, these other ones, but Mombacho we actually never carried. But it was it was getting buzz and it was getting mm-hmm. on my radar of. I got to try this cigar again. I got to see what this mm-hmm. is about. There was somebody running the company that isn't there anymore, mm-hmm. and it looks like no attention to. Mom. Nah, and they moved their their base back mm-hmm. to Canada, and I don't know if they're big in Canada or not with the astronomical taxes up there. But that's a brand that's gone by the wayside. All right. Um, next, I have uh, Paul Gamerian. Remember Paul Gamerian? <laughs> yeah, he's always been big in the Northeast. I've never seen him outside in oh, the really? Northeast. You know? Okay, that that goes back to. Ed, yeah. I, I think they've been gone for a long, long time. Yeah. But this, this, this is a changing of the gods point. That I think we're going to lose a lot of brands. Isn't he based in Rhode Island or something, Paul He's Gamera? based in Virginia. Okay. Washington, D.C., mm. Virginia uh, based. And I think he tried the direct-to-consumer thing there for mm. a little while, which if manufacturers listen, you could make it, but it could be the kiss of death. The, you got a better shot of that. that's the way it ends. Yeah. You know? You're taking your retail partners out. You know, okay, now I'm going to do it. I, I got a lot of buzz on my thing. Now I'm going to sell it direct to the consumer and I'm out. And I know that happens to a lot of other companies, not cigar industry things, and they survive. I think the the, the cigar industry people, they, they, they're they not going to put up with that no. shit, I hope. No, and it, a lot of times it's, uh, what is it, visions of grandeur or whatever thing, the phrase is. They think they should be doing more than they do, they can, and then they try this, and they realize they're doing less than they were. Yeah. Uh, Fratello. I got Fratello next. You know, he's another guy, regional specific, huge in the mid-Atlantic, not so much anywhere else. He's really good when he does an event, but once he leaves, yeah, he, he takes the buzz with him. He's a one-man show, which was what – that was Rocky Patel years ago, just so everybody yeah. knows. Um, that we could sell Rocky Patels if Rocky Patel was there, or uh, Indian tobacco. Let's go that far back, mm-hmm. um, and then he would leave, and then it would slow down dramatically. Um, he changed it, so it can be changed. The the, mo- the model I see him doing now is budget bundles and cheaper things, mm-hmm. and it may be the direction where the industry goes. I don't know. Um, but right now, let's get to the strength and character segment, and it's brought to you by Camacho Cigars. It's time for the strength and character segment. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. We have six pillars of character, trustworthiness, respect, fairness, caring, citizenship, and responsibility. And that's the one we're on right now, responsibility. See how responsible these guys are. Um, We'll talk today, Mm self-control. Self-control. Are we talking no nut November self-control? Are we talking about <laughs> it's no shave November? Oh no, the lot no goes nut. on in November. Yeah, it's a busy month. No eating nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's nut free. So yeah, November. Yeah, I I went um I, one year without a carbohydrate, so I could certainly right. skip a nut. Yeah, you could skip a nut. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say for me, it depends on what you're talking about. <clears throat> Dieting, I think I've proved that I showed self-control on that. Drinking, on the yeah, other hand. You, you would have said two years ago, no way, yeah, right? Yeah, drinking, I, temper, maybe not so much. You're having a hard time with the drinking thing? 
that was the hardest thing? It was the hardest thing. Like, you know, I had a, I mean, it was small pours on Tuesday, but I had two drinks on Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to drink while I have the hot monitor yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to influence. Just do anything? No, I, it was a symptom-free night, so okay. it didn't hurt anything. All right. But, yeah, I have a hard time with that. Barry, yeah. have they verified that you have a heart? Uh, we'll find out. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the 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 device is currently on its way back to the uh, they may to the doctor, and they might say there's no data. There was no reading. <laughs> I'd say self control for me, completely with the exception of donuts eating. Yeah, and I've done it. I did an entire year, but um, boy, that's the killer. And and I'm pounding it back on. I got to start in January again. For real, this is crazy. Maybe you should start now no. and don't do the New I'll Year's resolution. And, and look, I, I appreciate all the insight and advice that Jonathan has given me on the diet, and he gave me this great list of proper fish to eat, which I am thankful for because it's made me venture out what I eat. But find stuff you like and find a diet that works. He likes carbohydrates. Better. Right. So you got to find a diet that works that isn't going to shut you down on carbs. Mediterranean, but you don't like seafood, right? No. So that rules that out. You got to find a diet that works. There, there is one. There, it's the called one I'm on. Eat, eat what you see. The seafood, <laughs> seafood. diet. <laughs> yeah, Barry, don't eat tilapia. That was, I think, on the list of oh, his fish that wasn't a, good. It's a junk fish. Yeah, it's yeah. high in lead. Water low feeder. in uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's bottom feed stuff. Fish. Good. Low in omega threes. All right, we're moving on to uh, now or never type of brands, but not, not now or never, but a little of uh, they've seen better days. They need to turn it around. I have one, and, and can they and will they? I have one that's a little controversial, right. so I have to preface it by saying, oh "Boy, this issue started with the supply chain being jacked up prior to COVID." And because we were out of certain SKUs that were popular, those people found similar cigars with other companies. Then the boom happens. And now I'm seeing that we have plenty of stock on the shelves, but less people are asking yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. And it's Romacraft. He's the sponsor of the oh, show. Oh, my goodness. So it's it, not that he still is making exceptional cigars, yeah. but I think that he screwed himself not following a growth plan early on that he seems to be proud of. But I think it's a mistake for long term and the longevity I, I think, of the. I think a lot of his customers are more interested in the limited edition no, release than the core. And yeah. he's even commented support the core lines. Right. But there are chases out there and yeah. they only want the limited stuff. Yeah. yeah and you know me, I love my Neanderthals, but when they weren't available, you've got to go somewhere else. Right. And, and that's you're the, not going to stop. And, you, and some people went somewhere else and maybe never, never all went back, but they're back in stock. Yeah. So come on back. I'm, I'm back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Sullivan's uh, this hardcore. Is, this, you got to give everybody a break this time because it wasn't their fault. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. sometimes when they're just bad, and they, they just continue this practice and stuff, and you say, I'm not putting up with it. It's well-deserved. I think Skip has an opportunity and Mike have an opportunity to bounce back because they're putting out the same level of quality yeah. every time. It's not that they've never no. taken a dip in quality. Listen, that the was, dip was in supply. That was Fuente back in the day. We won't rush the hands of time, and they didn't do it, and there was no cigars around for Fuente, and, and it was the reason for their success after mm -hmm. that was the reason for it so maybe they got long-term yeah. legs right the other one i have on my list is pdr so yeah. that i had that up on my screen um mm -hmm. you know they redesigned the packaging and it 
does it doesn't seem like it really helped too much. It's more eye catching. What they needed to do was redesign that cigar so that it had some flavor and it burned properly. Yes, and then they'd be all set. The packaging could be as goofy as, as they wanted. Yeah, come to be. out with that packaging with a better cigar. They 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 you know you can't put lipstick on a pig. Yeah, sorry Abe, but yeah, make or break it for that company. Unfortunately, they're going in the wrong direction. All right, so hopefully they. I say hopefully they hear it. I hope they don't hear it. (laughs) But uh, this was why I was amazed that that question came up on Coop. Yeah. Did he he set it? He's not usually a pot stirrer at all. Maybe he didn't realize it was stirring the pot. He did. He he did because he said you can take the fifth if you want. But you you had the wrong group of guys to take the fifth. (laughs) Nobody was taking the fifth. The two of them blurted out the same thing right away. Right away. Um, Edgar Hoyle. Remember one shot, yeah, one, one shot, one kill. That was there. such a great cigar back then. He was, uh, he actually visited two guys at the beginning of the year. I want to say maybe March, April. Okay. Uh, had more of a conversation with him about photography than cigars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, he's one that doesn't need the attention on the cigars. That was a pet project for him. He yeah. really oh, is. A, he, he's an artist. He showed up in New Hampshire in January and February. <laughs> There's a reason for it, and. Um, he didn't get an order because I didn't yeah. see it on the shelf. So he's one of those guys who can't judge a book by its cover. He's so soft spoken and such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he was he was hot as hell at one time, and uh, we'll, we'll see if anything turns around. Um, LFD shortages. That's the issue with them. Yeah. The not being able to put out the product, get it on the shelves, and that's another example of people bouncing around. I mean. They were the kings of that full-body segment for a long time, but not anymore. There's other companies out there that that can hang in that space. I feel like Cigar Aficionado was the start of the downfall for them with the Andalusian Bull, and no they couldn't way. keep up production. One skew, 10 but count that happened to so many companies. And then it steamrolled. It almost took uh, Alec Bradley down. Yeah. Almost took mm-hmm. them out. Of getting it. it. It's almost a kiss. Well, of because death. it became Cigar of the Year, Alec Bradley had discontinued it. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, how do you it make up. how do you make cigars overnight? You can't. Yeah. You know, you know, you mentioned Alec Bradley. They do in distribution. Lars Teton tried to make one more push. It's yeah, make yeah. a break for Lars Teton. Yeah, Didn't unfortunately, it. it's break. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that that's done, right? Yeah. yeah. Put put a pin in it. Yeah. Stick uh, a fork in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I got two legacy legacy brands that were hot as hell at one time. Mm-hmm. And they've tried to make comebacks, and they haven't done it. And there's a lot of money behind them, and it's Potagus and Huey de Monterey. Yeah, and the boom, I remember selling a ton of the Excaliburs, which was Huey de Monterey, oh, correct? Yeah. And then Partagus the 160s, Partagus Black. Yeah. Now it's a non-existent. Unbelievable. Talk about two things that were top, top of mind. And there wasn't a person, you know, there was, there was Mr. Partagus, of course, existed, but I mean, long gone. These were just legacy, old legacy brands that um, you couldn't, you know, every store had to have it. And we don't carry them. No, nobody asked for them. Right. That customer. <laughs> we don't care. If you customer, told me this 20 years ago, yeah. someday you're not going to carry products in Hoya de Monterey. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you're out of your mind because it's the two biggest brands in the world, yeah. not just in the United States, in the whole world. The, that customer. Excalibur number one is holding on by a thread. We do we do carry that yeah. particular skew. And, uh, With my brother's and the, favorite cigar. And the demographic of the guy buying the Hoya is probably, what, 70 or older? 
there's no demographic. There's one guy. <laughs> How old is he? His last name is Dembro, and he buys four at a time, three times a week. Whew. He's the only reason and why I stopped. If you had to put him it. in an age bracket, would you put He's him in AARP? Dave's age, yeah. So well into it. <laughs> Very oh. old, yeah. <laughs> Late 50s? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they've done nothing to uh, attract the younger customer, and their customer base has died off. Yeah. So any, anybody else? I mean, you drew a couple in there, but. Uh... No, I, I think that and that list proves it, except for the bottom three there. If you don't own the factory and you're not controlling yes. everything through and and having a strategy for growth that I think that was Skip's downfall is not going past what was he making 2 million cigars yeah yes there's a good chance I think it was 1 million but he was doesn't it? even yeah. he doesn't grow his own tobacco either no, which is no. why those other brands ended up existing oh I couldn't get this wrapper so now let's make this blend yeah yeah it, it's tough it's yeah. just tough in the industry to do that yeah Guys want the guys that are playing in that space. You're, you're talking about the top five percent that would identify as Ed Sullivan does as full-bodied smokers, almost exclusively. You've got to be consistent in having the exact same cigar over and over so that they can be box buyers because that's that's who they are. The interesting thing is what um, J.C. Newman does. They resurrect old brands. They when What's when something's going again? down, they let it die. They let it go away and die, and then they repackage, rethink it, boom, 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 and then it comes out, and we saw that perfect example, Pearl Del Mar, that came that out. That brand was dead. Dead. <laughs> and dead. it's coming back alive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, things can make its way back. If there's any truth to it, if it's your brand and there's any truth to it, yes, these things can come back, but you got to go to work and, and make those changes to see what happens. So that is it. That is uh, name and names right there on uh, brands need to uh, succeed or not. It's now or never with them. Next week, tis the season to spill the beans. Next week, we're going to talk out of school, which we just did again. But uh, we're going to continue, continue that. Uh, nothing says Merry Christmas like talking <laughs> shit about other people. Um, the Cigar World's Dirtiest Secrets will be revealed. So uh, you're going to want to tune into that. And um, manufacturers are going to say, that's it. You pull the curtain back. Yes, we are. We're pulling the curtain back. And we're going we're gonna to maybe not name names. But we're going to tell you what they're doing to these cigars. And you may like it or not, but uh, we're going to tell it next week. So that's it. See you next week. Stick the lid end in your mouth because you might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.